microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid duo this week. It is Kylan and myself, Mike. Hello. And I was going to say, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm in a little bit of a emotional stupor because I just got out of uh, Avengers Infinity War. And yeah, so yeah, uh, there's that. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates, Ripped Apparel, SuperheroStuff.com, uh, TV Store Online, uh, Loot Crate, and um, FanChest. And FanChest is getting ready to do a deal where you could get um, get a nice FanChest for your mom's favorite sports team. Or if she has more than one, get her more than one box. Uh, probably one of the better things you could get for... Uh, for your mom, it's it's there's practical stuff in there that that won't die like flowers can. Well, you know, you you gotta love practical stuff. I mean, I know mom you know, appreciates flowers, but I think what she would really love is like maybe I don't know, uh, Daredevil and Punisher Salt and Pepper set. Well, you they, know, which you could get from superherostuff.com, but with fan chest. I mean, yeah. get your mom a chance for her to have her own T-shirt, hat, blanket, mug, cup, something like that. Why not? So, so she can she so she can bundle up while she's having her own little Marvel marathon. Exactly. See, and that lets because, you because know, hey, we 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 do the we do this you know, Marvel or sports teams is doing the Marvel and DC crossover stuff now with their theme nights. Oh. Awesome. So, I mean, the whole, remember the entire ECHL did Marvel Knights, where each team had had the Marvel jerseys. The yes, U- yeah. The U.S. ski team outside the Olympics had the Captain Marvel, Captain America ski uniforms, which That's we talked true. about. Um, and, of course, also, too, check out the store link in the menu bar, uh, where you can go to the Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio, T Public Store, and get... Some great stuff like your Mighty Marvel Geeks, Peter Quill inspired shirt, mm-hmm. or your Porgs. It's what's for dinner T-shirt, <laughs> or pillow, or other goodies. 
So let's kick off with the first story of the night. Oh, well, let's let's do a, a spoiler-free review of Avengers Infinity War. Um, it is it, – it, it, it exceeded my expectations. And after Black Panther, my expectations were pretty high. Uh, this movie, it is epic in I, – I, I mean epic in the dictionary sense of the word epic. Okay. Right. It, it, it's it really is. I mean, it's a huge story. I mean, we're talking about the poster alone had like twenty three heroes on it, and you would think that something like that would be kind of unwieldy, because you know we've seen it before. You know, if they throw, you know, we've seen the movies where they have you know two or three heroes, and then they have two or three villains, and then it gets muddled, and that does not happen here at all. Uh, I would tell you to definitely uh, make make sure that you, you you take your restroom breaks before you go because there's not a moment to be missed in this movie. Uh, right. It's just not. It's just not. Um, and I don't know. Honestly, I I walked out. I, well, I will put you like this: it was a silent theater when that movie ended. It was a silent theater. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, and I realized that I was tensed up, you know, once once it ended, and it was I don't know, I don't know. It it's definitely one of those movies that it's gonna take more than one viewing. There's a lot that goes on in it, and it all works. It really does. Uh, that's all I can say about it because I honestly do not want to spoil anything for anybody because this is truly. And it's something to experience, to be experienced on the big screen. Do yourself a favor. Go see it. If you can see it in IMAX, do it. Because, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll put you like this. Jim Starlin. And you know Starlin has been a huge critic of the MCU. Right. Jim Starlin had nothing but good to say about this movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what, uh, to that point, uh, and I know that some of us were, are familiar with this story because, well, it's an iconic, it's an iconic Marvel story. And, you know, uh, there were a lot of other characters that were present in the comic that we know that we're not going to get on the big screen for various reasons, you know, uh, impossible, man. I know, I know. Of course, Dupe is still X Men. <laughs> Dupe, man. Hey, well, you know, maybe once we get that deal done, you know, maybe maybe we'll actually start to see Dupe show up somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, the there, there was a question about Adam Warlock, um, who was hinted at or strongly hinted at at the end of a. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, um, and so you know we we don't get Adam Warlock in this movie, um, and, and apparently they there was they were wanting to have death in this as well as, as well as uh, Captain Marvel, but we know that Captain Marvel is getting her own movie uh, early 2019, um, and death. Honestly, I'm not sure if the issue with death is more of a rights issue. Or or what exactly? But uh, 
regarding um, the the lack of uh, Adam Warlock's presence, uh, looking at this article from EpicStream.com, uh, the film's writers Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus uh, told Entertainment Tonight uh, that the most logical reason was there were already too many characters. Uh, this is a quote. The poster has 23 heroes, and that isn't including the Black Order and others who will ha- who will be having supporting roles. Uh, and this goes on uh, to say, well, there are, are some in the original Infinity Gauntlet series that are like we didn't introduce Adam Warlock because it's a massive backbend. And you practically have to make an Adam Warlock movie to introduce him. He can't just walk on screen. So there was a brief moment where we were like, eh. And then we were like, and he points to the movie poster. We have that many characters already. And then there were others that we couldn't use, like Silver Surfer. Uh, Silver Surfer, of course, would have been useful, but we can't touch him currently. Right. Right. And so, you know, um, and, and that's true. Uh, so it's this, honestly, this movie is huge it, it, it just is but it's not unwieldy um and you know the truth is i'm not sure if adam's presence is actually missed in this because of the writing because of the 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 epic storytelling um it, it feels like it they struck a near perfect balance for what they were doing with this movie so that that's pretty much and that that's pretty much uh, how I guess pretty much how the axe falls, as it were. Uh, knowing that Warlock is a huge part of the Thanos story, now those who are fans of the comic version probably already know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe will take a a major story arc and take their own spin with it. Right. Uh, some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, in this case, it works really well. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, kind of ranted the other day on Weeby Geeks, especially about this particular topic and another topic, which is another day, but James Cameron. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, yes. Um, comes out and says hopes everyone will be as tired of of Avengers as he is. And of course, that's also the headline. Um, Enough is enough, says Cameron. Well, paraphrasing his whole whole deal. Uh, Cameron told reporters this past Saturday that he respects what Marvel Studios has done, but he is burnt out by the sheer number of movies. And here's his quote. I, I'm hoping we'll start getting Avenger fatigue here pretty soon. Not that I don't love the movies. It's just, come on, guys. There are other stories to tell besides hyper gonadal males without families doing death-defying things for two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, wrecking cities in the process. It's like, oi. Um... Cameron was at odds with uh, Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, Linda Carter, and more in 2017 for calling Wonder Woman an objectified icon. Um, 
And then he opened up on what fans can expect from the upcoming four new Avatar movies. Um, one, they're going to be pushed back three more times. I think we set the over-under over on Weeby Geeks at two. Really? Yeah. We're, I think I think we set it to. Um, before the movie opens in December 2020. It's already been pushed back, what, six times? Five, six times? Something like that. It was supposed to open before Pandora opened at Animal Kingdom. Right. But... Why is he? Why is he griping? Because he wants his franchises to do what Marvel's doing. Well, get the films out first, dude. So to continue on, he says, "I have found myself as a father of five, starting to think about what world an Avatar story would be like if it was a family drama. What if it was like the? What if it was the Godfather?" It's a generational family saga that has very different than that's very different than the first film. There's still the same setting and the same respect f- for the shock of the new. So I'm like, okay. So we're doing the rest of the Fern Gully series. Um, I, I hope the the sale of Fox to Marvel or Fox to Disney takes place or does get approved and happens before this comes out, because I would love to see Disney go, uh, you're doing one, and if it makes the money, we'll foot the bill for the rest. You know, here's the thing, because, uh, you know, we, we got this uh, similar rant from Jodie Foster last year. You know, the thing is this, and this, and I think this is what, this, or at least this is the thing that kills me whenever I hear sour grapes like that. They they want to try and paint each of the movies in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe with a broad brush. When the truth is, each character will give you a different kind of movie experience. We the the, the Captain America movies definitely are more uh, political in nature, as it were. You know, right. so I mean, you know, they're they're a little bit more. You know, you got you got some of the more the intelligence secret agent you know government stuff going on uh with iron man movies there there's more of the high-tech sci-fi sort of thing going on um thor is definitely leaning more towards the fantasy aspect of things and then now you have uh guardians which is more cosmic and now we're getting full-on magic with dr strange right now you're going to get a different kind of political flavor from Black Panther uh, because, well, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen with the Cap movies uh, with uh, with uh, Chris Evans' um, contract ending. But the thing is, true, these may be superhero movies, but you're talking different genres, different types of stories, different ways of telling these stories. And if you can't recognize that and you're, you know, uh, an accomplished uh, movie maker, you know, it, it just sounds like it, that's at the end of the day, it just sounds like sour grapes. You know, that's what it is. Well, let's let's go with this one. Uh-oh. Steven Spielberg did the same thing last year. 
And guess what was announced last week? Spielberg's going to be doing the Blackhawks for DC. Yeah, I saw that. So, well, Kevin Feige, the godfather of the MCU, <laughs> um, had this to say over the weekend. Um, ever the politician, Feige dis- decided to focus on the positive side of what Cameron said while utterly ignoring the criticism. According to Feige, uh, he loves the movies. That's awesome. Wow, James Cameron loves our movies. That's exciting. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that is what it's summed up to. I, I was hoping Feige was going to go off even more, which he should have, and was right in his right to do so. Mm-hmm. But to just go, he really likes our movies. And here's the kicker. Cameron's leading lady for Avatar is Gamora herself, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> okay. So I hope she lays into him next time they're on set for something. But I, I don't know. My eyes are rolling so hard right now. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's get into some potentially good news coming out of this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it looks like uh, that we may be getting that Nova movie uh, definitely sooner than later. Uh, and now the thing is, Nova has been hinted at, at least from my opinion, right? Uh, ever since um, Guardians of the Galaxy, because you no, know, we you know, we were introduced to the Nova Corps, and you would see obvious hints of their uniforms, which looked pretty much spot on, like Nova's uniform. Right. Well. Uh, and so, you know, so now Nova was introduced. He, Nova played a major role, actually, in um, uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man series. You know, so a lot of the, you know, a lot of kids and, you know, some adults, too, managed to get introduced to this character in the in the uh, animated universe. Uh, but, yeah, now it looks like he's going to get his place on the big screen. Uh, Feige actually said Nova is... Uh, if we have a big board with a bunch of characters that have been have more immediate potential, Nova is on that board, Feige said in an exclusive interview. Uh, because of the connection to the Guardians universe, uh, because there are more than one more than one examples to pull from the comics that are interesting. And oh, and then this is an article from ComicBook.com. Uh, so yeah, I mean. You know, and I, so it's interesting. Uh, so, which you know, I guess the question would be, which uh, Nova are we getting? Are we going to get Richard Ryder, or are we going to get Sam Alexander? Now, Sam was the one that you saw on the animated series, right? Um, I on the Spider-Man series, but yeah, I thought the story or some of the other stories I saw, mm-hmm. um, they were talking the movie was going to be more around. Uh, What's my call it? Sam, looking okay. for looking for the other Nova. Okay, okay. Well, you know the thing is, we we probably won't even see Nova until after. Well, you know there is now over going 
through this article, uh, and I'm pointing out that with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on the way in the, it says here, third and fourth Avengers movies, it is possible to appear in the, he is possible to appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe before getting a standalone film. Truth is, I expect him to probably be, I don't see him getting as a standalone, not right off the bat anyway. Right. You know, I, I could see him showing up in May, probably a Guardians movie. That's where I could see him. Uh, or, you, you know, they have another franchise that they want to you know play with. You know, well, I mean, the thing is, with them opening, with them finally opening up and not being afraid to jump into the cosmic aspect of things now. Right. Really, they could do anything with this. And uh, I just, and I think after Captain Marvel, that's pretty much what we're going to see. Right. Yeah, so. Well, oh. who, who's to say we don't possibly see him in the next Spider-Man movie, even? And and that's true, too. I mean, because they're both the same. They're both about the same age. Yeah. So it's completely possible. Yeah. So, well, let's go with this then. Marvel Studios uh, head, Mr. Kevin Feige himself, uh, talks on the complicated Namor rights. Oh, really? Um, with Affinity War bringing the MCU together, and of course the purchase of Fox bringing X-Men and Fantastic Four over, which we said Fantastic Four is not quite there yet because there's another company that runs the production, that has the production rights. It's just Fox has the distribution rights. Um, it's excite. It's an exciting time to be, you know, a fan of the superhero genre. But some fans have been wondering, um, what about Namor? DC's got Aquaman coming out. Where's Namor? And with so many properties coming back, will we ever see a a Namor movie? Well, Feige told IGN that the possibility of a Namor film, whether it and, uh, told, told IGN about the possibility of a Namor film, and apparently it's very complicated as it's held by Universal Pictures for the di- character's distribution rights. What? Same thing with Hulk. Hulk is still, this is why we don't have a Hulk solo film. It's that's still owned by Universal. So, wow. Um, I think there's a way to probably figure it out, but it does have, it's not as clean or clear as the majority of the other characters. Um, so, uh, he has previously spoke in the past about rights issues with characters, possibly alluding to the complicated situation with Namor. Uh, he goes, there are some with a couple of other players involved that would, that would have to be negotiated with. Then of course, Spider-Man is still a Sony independent of our agreement to do the films together, but most of them are home now. If that Fox thing happens, yeah, that'll be the majority. Um, now when Feige spoke with IGN back in 2014, uh, he said there there would have to be intricate business dealings required to make a movie about Namor. Uh, his quote from then was, let's put it this way. 
There are entanglements that make this less easy. Uh, there are older contracts that still involve other parties that that mean we need to work things out before we move forward on it, as opposed to an Iron Man or any of the Avengers or any of the other Marvel characters where we could just put them in. Now, while hope seems like it's all lost, um, it's still not counted out. I mean, look at Spider-Man. No one ever thought he would appear in an Avengers movie. And then up until last year, no, no one, the thought of X-Men making, mixing it up with the Avengers seemed impossible, which I see that as Avengers five AVX. Oh yes. Uh, but things can change. Uh, and hopefully we'll see Namor on the big screen sooner than later. Um, so that's where we are with that. Well, you know, the thing is, I know that a lot of people, myself included, would love to see a Namor on the big screen. Oh, yeah. You know, know, as, as much of a jerk as Namor is, he's still a really cool character. Yep. Oh, I don't know. I am. Um, I'm crossing my fingers that you know maybe somebody finally decides that they want to make some money and they'll work with Marvel to uh, for us so we can get a decent right get a decent Namor story out there right. You know? And uh, well, you know some of the some of you guys and I'm sure Mike, you remember back in the '90s uh, when all of a sudden there were non-sports cards. Right. Uh, well, you know, yet we go earlier. Well, than get, that. We go earlier than that with Star Wars cards. That's true. Back in the seventies, uh, yeah. six million dollar man had them. Uh, pretty much any franchise. Battlestar uh, Galactica. Oh, I remember those. And I'm uh, talking Planet of the Apes. I'm and I'm even talking about Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica and Wonder Bread. I remember those. Oh yeah. man. How, Yep. We are about to get them again. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Wonder Bread cards. So it looks like, oh, no. <laughs> Fleer uh, is bringing back the uh, X-Men of the Fleer Ultra X-Men cards are returning this July. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, and so, um, yeah, so I, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of jazzed about this. I because I had the entire uh, set. Um, I think I had like the first and second sets, and, and know. you know what? I mean, those were a, a beautiful cards. They really were. I know Eric's got some of the of the Marvel cards. I don't know if they're just straight X Men or if they're the the Marvels from the nineties, right? And he, I, uh, and he is. Um, well, he was at one time doing the, uh, what you call it, the Throwback Thursdays with him. Ah, really? Which we need. Oh, that's get, right, he was. Which we need to get him to do that both for Facebook and in the website once again. Yeah, yeah. So email him or hit him up on on Twitter at Uncle Servo, Uncle underscore Servo, or email him at Eric at MightyMarvelGeeks dot net. And say, hey, we want to see those cards make a comeback for Throwback Thursday. Yeah, I mean, you know, upper. Now, the thing was, I think it was uh, 
Upper Deck is uh, the one bringing back the Fleer Ultra line right. uh, for this uh, new set of cards. Uh, now, now these cards, like the released the originals from the 90s, were uh, featured every uh, Marvel character. Um, and in some cases, they even used the uh, cards for variant covers, you know, not too long ago. Um, and so, you know... This is going to be pretty exciting. Now, I don't know if uh, I, don't, I honestly I'm not sure if I have space for this anymore, but I'm, I might treat myself to a pack or two just to kind of get a look and see what's out there. Right. I mean, I mean this uh, like if you go to the epicstream.com site where the story is, there's a really cool Magneto. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's a really good looking Magneto. Uh. Cell shaded Wolverine looks pretty good. Actually, kind of reminds me of the way Wolverine looks in the uh, Marvel versus Capcom uh, uh, number three. So, so yeah, uh, I think that uh, I think that's awesome that they're bringing this back. It looks like these will be available in July, uh, uh, so that gives you a little time to find space, buy your uh, empty card sheets and your uh, um, ring three ring binders, so you can uh, I don't know you can uh, work on getting that full set, <laughs> you know. So right or two. So yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty exciting. Okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you what else is exciting. Oh, that, do tell. That is the Disney lineup of movies. Oh. Now I'm just gonna highlight. The Marvel movies, uh, and of course, it starts now with Avengers: Infinity War, and this this is going to take us all the way up to 2019, December 2019. Okay. So we got Infinity War, uh, we got Incredibles two. Oh wait, that's not a Marvel movie, despite the fact it's considered the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. <laughs> I agree. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. The Untitled Avengers 4, which actually they kind of broke the name of that title today. They did? Yep. It's Avengers 4. Mo money, mo money, mo money. Yeah, that that's pretty much, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, So that's pretty much it. So Marvel movies we have up through, I believe, a summer of... 2019. And of course, this was all announced at at uh, CinemaCon, which we need to figure out how we get there. Actually, we need to figure out how we get the three of us. And actually, I think I think we're figured out on Mighty Marvel Geeks how we get the nine of us or the six of us who cover nine different shows ah. and the co-host of those shows. Together for one massive meet, like fan meetup somewhere. Oh, that'd be awesome! I think we turn it into a Disney trip. Oh, personally, I have no problem with that. I'll say we turn it into a Disney trip. I, you know what? I, I would, I would say yay. I, I say we, we figure it out and we, and we get the listeners to, uh, to join us, and then we could do a whole massive. Here's the itinerary, and we're going to hit this park and go do it, and then go do this park. 
the next day and go do this? I think something could be worked out. I think so. I, think, I know. I know. I know enough Disney travel agents. Uh, you know, I think you might be kind of familiar enough with the park to to know what uh, you know what we would like, and you know. I'm I'm gonna need a map, personally, because I I don't <laughs> I I don't I don't know the parks. Anyway, um, so yeah, spring of 2019 is when Avengers is supposed to come out. Well, this is technically spring. Right. It's this time of year. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those. Do we have more? Well. We got Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, I don't think Panther 2 has been announced yet. No. Obviously, there's a strong chance we're going to have Ant-Man and number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Guardians 3 coming somewhere. Right. So, because also not on this list, because it's not supposed to come out until uh, January, or come out until 2020, is the final supposedly the final slated Star Wars uh, the next a Star Wars story movie mm. so uh, so yeah that's what we got there okay so I mean where do we go um, now also in this mix is the sequel coming out July 5th 2019 is um the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. Um, and of course, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp comes out next on July 6th with Captain Marvel, March 8th of next year. And then May 3rd is the final Avenger. Well, at the moment, the final Avengers movie. And then Guardians, right. Guardians 3 in 2020. So we're only getting uh, two MCU movies uh, next year? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, three if you count, uh, if you count Spider Man. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which I think we should. Oh, we should. I mean, it, it's in the it's in the universe. So yeah, I count it. So, um, now there was also a trailer that came out this week, and I'm gonna yeah. Let, go ahead, Kylan. This is almost yeah. Another, oh. This could almost be another rant. Well, you you know. <laughs> I I have to admit, like I I was already I was kind of on the bubble about the Venom movie. Not that I don't like Venom, I do. Uh, but hearing, no, being aware of some of the changes that were being made, you know, I wasn't sure how I would feel about it. Uh, but then we got to, try. um, and actually, uh, for the lucky ones who get to, uh, get get to see, uh, Infinity War this weekend. Uh, you might actually catch the trailer at the beginning uh, uh, um, before the movie uh, starts. Um, you know what? We You get a bit more of what the story is. Uh, right. You get you get to see, uh, although they, there's this weird, they have this weird way of pronouncing the word symb, uh, symbiote. Yeah. You know, so I, so I, you know, I, you know, it was something that I, I don't know if it's the East Coast, West Coast thing, but it just seems kind of, they're kind of weird the way they pronounce it. But you actually get to see Venom, and you know, you and along with the the symbiote in action, symbiote 
in action. Uh, so, you know, I, I have to admit, if I just look at this as an independent Marvel movie and not uh, tie it to the comic book origins of the story, I'm actually all right with it. Um, it's definitely way better than what we got with Spider-Man 3. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know what you think, Mike. I wasn't a big fan of the costume or or the new look of Venom in this film. Okay. I mean, okay, yeah, teethy, which is fine. Right. right. But, uh, you know, we, we have the issue of where's the lips? I mean, in the books, the, I understand what type of character he is. Mm-hmm. But with, with the books, it's, you know... Um, you still have some sort of lip definition, and I don't think we get that here. No, you don't. No, no, no. There's no. Uh, it, it's almost more lizard-like, more rep- yeah. reptile-like. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're not, and it's not reptile-ish. No, no. Um, it you know, it's definitely. I mean, it's. I don't know. I guess there's this part of me like you. You kind of feel that it should look more alien, right? I guess, and, and on that side of things, you know. But uh, otherwise, it looks uh, otherwise like the way the symbiote uh, behaves, the way it acts. Right. Uh, it's I, I, I'm 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 liking that part of it. I think it'll be interesting to see. How oh, Eddie Brock? Because Eddie Brock actually in this version seems to be a halfway decent person, right? You know, whereas in the books, you know, he's kind of like, eh, you know, more of a jerk. But you know, I, you know, I'm, mind you, we're just looking at uh, what we're getting. Maybe at the most is maybe ten, fifteen seconds of Eddie Brock per shot. You know, so um, I, I'm wondering though if. I'm wondering how true are the rumors? Like, uh, are we getting Spider-Man in, in some form in this? Um, See, I don't think we are. You don't think so? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, or is there is there some way that they that they are going to try and tie this to the MCU? I know that they were saying that they were not going to do that, but it, it just feels like it should be. Right. You know, it feels like it should be. But I don't know. That's one of those things that we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. Let's say if you got more to the to the story. Um, I did like the voice. I will tell you that. The yeah. voice was the voice pretty, was pretty much. The voice was perfect, I yeah. thought. The, the voice is pretty much the way I've always pictured Venom sounding in my head. Yeah. So that was cool. Um. I don't know. I think I I I really don't want to see any more trailers though. I think I've kind of seen enough. I've seen all I want to see. Yeah. You know, I, I I'll just you know, you're you're going to get my money. So, you know, that that be yeah. it. But I wonder I I do wonder though cuz it seems more actiony now, but I wonder if it's going to be more have more horror elements to it. <sighs> See, I'm not liking that idea with New Mutants. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I, it, it just 
I remember just that trailer, and I was just like, oh, my God. I, I don't know. I don't know uh, how I feel about that. Or even how they want to do that with Dark Phoenix, too. I know Dark Phoenix. I'm familiar. Well, Dark Phoenix is a, is a dark story. Right. It is. But. Which we kind of which we kind of see in at the end of uh, X Men Two and then in most of X Men Three, The Last Stand. But then again, yes. those were so long ago that apparently they have to reboot it. Of or, course, or we do oh. that movie. Yeah, well, you know, well because you know the um, Days of Future Past rebooted everything. Yep. So, well. How about this? Clark Gregg is re- is returning to Captain Marvel uh, for Captain Marvel movie. Uh, he's returning to the okay. MCU. Uh, I think we talked about it a week or two ago. Right, right. Um, well, there's more updates to this. Okay. Uh, he has been confirmed. And um, while it hits in 2019, it's actually taking place in the 1990s. Okay, this is a change from what we were last told. Which we I thought we all heard was the eighties. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, comicbook.com recently caught up t- with with Greg to ask him about his return, and he couldn't be more than thrilled about it. Um, he goes, "That was a fun call from my friends in the cinematic universe, who I normally see at these events, saying, you know, I think w- once again we have some." For you, but it takes place in the 90s. Can you go to the gym? And he replies, yes, yeah. I said, the 90s? I mean, there's no gym that could get me back to the 90s. And they said, well, don't worry. We've been working on that technology, and we think we can goose you back a few years. (laughs) So, oh, same thing that they did with, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh... Chris Evans? No, uh, they did it to him in Tron. Oh, you're talking about, uh, oh, man. I can see his face and I can I hear his voice. I don't remember. I can't think of his name now. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. There we go. Uh, now, Greg was actually killed, quote unquote, in the original Avengers film by Loki or... Um, Coulson was killed, but it was later revealed to be a fake-out initiative by Nick Fury to motivate the team with a common goal, revenge. It ultimately worked, and I lost my story. Uh, oh. There we go. Um, it ultimately worked, but Fury never told the Avengers Coulson was still alive. Um, instead, having Coulson run an undercover ops team. Um, while he is still at work... On Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because that has yet to be canceled. Just for the record, it hasn't been canceled yet. Um, He decided, uh, he was asked whether he thinks going back to the MCU in the present day, uh, if he prefers that. uh, And he said he prefers to leave that decision to others. Uh, He goes, I don't know, that's above my pay grade. I just show up where they tell me to show up. If the day comes when I'm no longer playing Phil Coulson... I'll be very grateful, or I'll very gratefully bid him farewell because it's been an incredible journey. But I've learned that it's best to just be grateful for where I am and make the most of that opportunity that day. 
So uh, we don't get them back full time, but we will get to see them during Captain Marvel. Well, you know, uh, you know, and I find it interesting that, uh, you know, with, with especially I, I, I like to believe that Steve knows that he's still around because I just kind of feel like, you know, Steve, because Steve is, you know, he's he, he's a spy. Right. Among other things. Well, if, uh, and so I, if you go based on what's happening with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. They're supposedly listed on the website as being want or on the on the national news, international news, to be wanted. That's think, true, and I think with pictures all over the place, so they got to know Coulson's alive at this point. That's true. No, they they uh, especially especially considering uh, Steve, Clint, and Nat all either currently or in the past have worked for Shield. Right. You would think that they, they in the and I get the feeling that they stay up on what's going on. So they would be completely aware of that sort of thing. They may not say anything about it, but they're yep. completely aware. Yep. So I don't know. So um, do we have any other stories uh, that we could get to? You know, uh, I mean, actually, we, we've covered a lot tonight, but we have. I mean, um, you know, uh, Actually, I was just trying to think if there if there was any other because you know all of a sudden you know we get um you know we it's there you have those weeks where it seemed like there's all the news and then all of a sudden we're like no news <laughs> you know, no news uh you, you know what okay um uh, next week oh you know what there is something um and I don't have the story with me but I was discussing this with my wife so. Okay, so Marvel is not going to be in Hall H at uh, San Diego this year. They're not going to be at Hall H. Uh, there's not going to be a D23 this year either. Right, D23 is uh, on odd number of years. Right, So, but it does say that they're going to have a presence at San Diego, but they're not going to be in Hall H, uh, largely because it seems like that there is a – uh, uh, a strict hush from, from all players about uh, what's coming next uh, regarding um, Avengers Four. So they they don't want to talk about like you know in the case where we talk about what movies are coming out. There are certain movies that they have mentioned that we've already know is on the docket. Right. But other than that, um, you know we know there you know. We don't have a full picture of what character or what actors uh, are doing what, you no, know, as far as contracts being uh, not, or contracts not being extended or, right. you know, or how many more movies are left on certain contracts and that sort of thing. So, having said all of that, um, we, we're, we're, we're going to be kind of in the dark here between now and next May. So, you know, that's something to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, because if you think about it, they were pretty hush-hush about Infinity War already. I mean, there were a few things that we knew, um, and the trailer confirmed those things. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I think that we're – I think that, you know, pretty much the sky's the limit as far as what is <laughs> what is going to happen in 4 uh, but we're not getting any tips on that. Right. Um, and there's not probably outside of what we already know, 
we're not going to get any confirmation about anything else coming as coming beyond 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we really don't have, a, we really don't know everything about what's coming out in 2020. See, so. I, I, I'm thinking either phase four is going to be announced, um, at, at San Diego or Marvel's going to have their own little thing that's going to come out, uh, after that. And, that and that's that's completely possible as well. Yeah. So, well, it's at that point for picks of the week. Uh, Kylan, why don't you start us off? Sure. Our first pick of the week is Shield by Hickman and Weaver, Rebirth Number One. Uh, delve deeper into the hidden past of Shield, along with some of history's greatest minds. Michelangelo has been pulling the strings for years and is now becoming the prime mover. Can he keep Leonardo da Vinci and Isaac Newton from killing each other and destroying the Brotherhood of the Shield? The battle for the immortal city comes to a climatic conclusion. Leonid makes his choice between two fathers. Michelangelo and Nikola Tesla kick their plan into high gear. Galileo takes on Galactus long before the Fantastic Four did. The truth behind Nostradamus stands revealed, and Howard Stark lays the foundation for the espionage organization you know and love. Catch up on Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver's secretive S.H.I.E.L.D. saga before the early anticipated finale. Eagerly anticipated finale. This is collecting S.H.I.E.L.D. numbers 1 through 4 from 2011. Okay. Well, my first pick of the week is written by Jason Aaron. And uh, artist is Ed McGinnis, Avengers number one. A new era dawns for the Earth's mightiest heroes, courtesy of Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Thor Odinson, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, the big three of the Avengers are reunited. Reunited. Uh oh. Reunited, and it feels so good. Uh, they're reunited at last, just in time to save the world from total annihilation at the hands of the most powerful enemies yet. The 2,000-foot-tall space gods known as Celestials. Behold the coming of the final host, who will answer the call to assemble for a wild new era of Earth's mightiest heroes. Hint, one of them has a flaming skull for a head. And what strange world-shaking connection exists between the final host and Odin's ancient band of prehistoric Avengers? Wow. I don't see a lot. <laughs> so, um, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Rise of, Rise of Black Panther number five of six. Uh, this is by Evan Narcisse, Javier Pena, and Brian Stelfreeze. Winds of change, winds of change blow through a guardian of Black Panther Part Five. Just as Wakanda comes into the global stage, enemies close by make their move. The hyena clan is out to exploit the country's vast technology, and with a new king on the throne, it is perfect time to strike. Assaulted on all fronts, T'Challa seeks out seeks out of a love that he, out of a love he left behind. Aurora Munro. Soon to be Storm of the X Men, a missing chapter of the Black Panther and Storm's lifelong romance comes to light, and is triple threat as a traitor gathers forces. What is Project Cuckoo, and who's behind it? Right. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Oh yeah. 
So, um, my second pick is from Karen Gillian, Salvador LaRocca, and David Marquez. It's Star Wars number 47. The Rebellion's fight to liberate Moncala continues, while Han, Luke, and Leia undertake a perilous and not and nigh-impossible rescue. 3PO must keep keep up his vital mission of hobnobbing at the opera. Huh. So, uh, final book of the week. My final book is You Are Deadpool, number one of five. The, uh, this is by Al Ewing, Salva Espin, and Raza. Uh, did you ever want to be Deadpool? Now's your chance. This weekly series is not just the most amazing comic book you've ever read. It's also a role-playing adventure. You decide what choices Deadpool makes. You keep track of your scores uh, issue by issue. You roll dice to combat various foes. Uh, travel through the Marvel history as Deadpool to meet Hulk in the swinging 60s. To smell Man-Thing in the swampy 70s to be seen by Daredevil in the hard-boiled 80s and avoid the many bad endings you could fall into or suffer the consequences. Okay. Which, you know, actually, I had I have several D&D books that you do the same thing with, and I, I have to admit, that was a great, that still is a great way to blow an afternoon. Oh, yeah. Well, here's another way to blow an afternoon. This is done by various... Artist, um, color your own Star Wars Han Solo trade paperback. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, this is from the Han Solo uh, five-issue series. Uh, you love Han Solo. He knows it. But don't let that stop you from showing your affection by spreading color across his world. The galaxy's greatest smuggler, his beloved piece of junk ship that's got where that's got it where it counts and his Wookiee best pal laugh it up fuzzball are all here in glorious black and white artwork by Marvel's finest waiting for you to bring their pages to life hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good crayon pencil or pen at your side so grab your favorite color and punch it but don't get cocky Han isn't known for staying within the lines and you might have some trouble too what are the chances you'll you'll get through Han's whole book without making a mistake? Never tell him the odds. <laughs> so, and I think you've got the uh, MU pick for this week. I do have the MU pick for this week. Uh, it is uh, Iron Man 282. Um, it is actually uh, the first appearance of War Machine or the War Machine armor. Um and so uh, now this war machine is Tony Stark. Okay, so uh, he's facing off against the Masters of Silence, and uh, he tricks them into uh, entering his simulator room where he disorients them. Uh, and uh, that's where he brings out the war machine armor. And it, it, I'll be, you know, I picked this because honestly, I am a huge war machine fan. And, you know, he. He was facing off against um, Justin Hammer, so you know uh, Justin Hammer is pre—he's like the evil Tony Stark. You know, so he's just as smart. And he's pretty much he was ex- knew, knew what to expect from the Iron Man armor. So right. to see something that was definitely more aggressive, <laughs> you know, to say the least, uh, uh, as far as armors go, 
Uh, and, you know, this is pre, well, Jim Rhodes is there, but Jim wasn't the one piloting the armor at the time. Uh, so, you know, this is a great story because you're getting Jim, you're getting S.H.I.E.L.D. in there, you're getting, you know, you're still getting, and I think this may have still been, this may have been drunk Tony, to be honest with you, maybe. I think this was prior, I think this was uh, right right before uh, Obadiah Stane took over his company. So, you know, it, it's over-the-top 80s action uh, Marvel style. It's a great it's a great book, great story. Go for it. Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Any final thoughts? Uh, um, get out there and see um, Avengers Infinity War and uh, let us know what you, what you so, think about it. So on that note, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark.